our desire is to bring nothing but the Word, the Word of God that transforms our lives. You can't have a testimony if you haven't had a test. When you have the new nature of God inside of you, really your worship reflects that. If you fail, don't let it be final, because it's not fatal. Shalom, welcome friends and, and, and uh, families wherever you are watching today. Uh, this is Dr. Kazumba Charles. You are watching Kingdom Insight. I want to bring a word of God to you and I'll be sharing to you, uh, with you uh, a very important topic. And I want you to listen to this topic because uh, your life will be, uh, uh, will, be, will, be, will be moving in a different direction if you grasp what I'm about to share with you from my heart, from my spirit. As I, as I was praying uh, this week, I began to ask God, Lord, what is it that we need in order for us to move forward in life? And I've discovered that all we need is uh, God's praises. You know, when you have God, you have everything. And I'll be sharing with you because many times we just want other people we want uh, other things to be around in order for us to begin to move forward. But I want to tell you today that all you need is God's praises. Without God, we are nothing, the Bible says. Without God, we cannot do anything in our lives. Listen, you can have everything, and if you don't have God, then you're going to not have the happiness and the joy that you need. Uh, I want to share with you on how to activate these praises of God that God has uh, made available. You know, when we have the praises of God in our lives, it makes a difference. We just moved, my wife and I, from Saskatchewan. We moved to uh, Ontario, and we did it by faith. First, it took about three years of planning, and we didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do, but we obeyed the voice of God. When God said move, we had to move. We had to leave our friends. We had to leave everything that we had. And, uh, 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 but one thing that uh, you know, came into my heart as we were planning on moving was, uh, well, you don't have friends there. You don't have anybody to support you. You've, you've never even been to that place. Because the place we moved to, we had never been there before. We had no friends like we used to have in another province of Saskatchewan where we were. But the Lord rebuked me as I was looking down upon myself to say, Lord, what am I doing leaving this place that I've made home for 15 years? And the Lord said, I don't bless people based on where they are in life. You can stay here in Saskatoon. I'll still bless you. But I'm asking you to move. And he gave me an example of the Ark of the Covenant. If you look at the Ark of the Covenant, you study the history of the Jewish people as the Lord was leading them away from the hands of Pharaoh. One thing that we notice is that we notice the presence of God. When Moses was asking God, uh, asking God, who are you, God? As God was calling him to go and deliver the children of Israel, Moses began to ask God, who are you, God? What's your name? We'll cover that in our next segment when we look at uh, the, the, the power of the name of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing here. 
Moses is asking and God responds to him by telling him uh, 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 I am who I am in Hebrew Aya Asha Aya Asha Aya and you begin to understand that as God is saying Aya Asha Aya uh, I am who I am is revealing to Moses his presence is removing to Moses his power is removing to his you know is revealing to Moses who he really is because our God he is that capable of de you know uh, demonstrating who he is by revealing himself now how do you activate the power of God and I, as I was sharing my story of moving from uh, the province where we were we left everything we've got three children uh, three kids and we went into the car not knowing where the paycheck was gonna come from not knowing what we're gonna do we just believed God and we said God we will obey and believe you for who you are we began you know a four days driving journey into you know into Ontario and we reached there uh, we are just it was only me and my wife and my kids we had no friends we had nobody that we knew we are in this place that is a uh, foreign to us we know nobody the, you know it's it's very depressing I want you to know it's very demoralizing you begin to question God did I hear your voice did I know did I collectively hear that you told me to move but the Lord began to to, to tell me something in that season he began to say where my presence is I am present and where the where God is present his blessings are, are present as well his healing is present as well so I began to look and the Lord began to share with me to just know how to activate each and every day in that season of transition we were in to activate the power of God and that's what I want to share with you because I know all you need in your situation right now is God's presence all you need to, to you know right now in your situation is the, is God's presence to be with you but you got to know how to activate the presence of God and that's how I'm gonna share with you number one how can you activate the presence of God we activate the presence of God by prayer now you got to understand prayer isn't just screaming and shouting or, or just asking for few stuff here and there I will show you what a powerful and life-changing prayer uh, is really all about why is prayer so important prayer connects us to the heart of God prayer connects us to the heart of God do you know why people don't want to pray because their hearts are far away from God so prayer connects us to the heart of God and when you are connected to the heart of God not only are you able to hear the heartbeats of God you are able to be impacted and empowered by the power of God the other point on how we can activate this presence of God we're talking about the power of God is is faith you see faith is uh, simply trusting the mysterious ways of the invisible God that is the definition I can give you I know the Bible gives us a definition there but look at this definition faith is simply trusting the mysterious ways of the invisible God when you trust God you have faith in him because his ways cannot be explained God does not call you and give you every step of uh, 
your way to where he's going to take you. You got to believe. You got to have faith. You got to trust God and you got to trust his word. So faith is simply believing and trusting the mysterious and the mysterious ways or working words of the invisible God. Just because God, you can't feel him where you are at or you're in your situation doesn't mean that God is in there. He is invisible and yet he is present. And the, uh, the, the, the second point here, the third point, how we can activate the presence of God in our lives is uh, the word of God, the word of God, not the word of man, not the, not the tradition, but the word of God. That's why God has given us the Bible as the manual for our lives. You know, in each and every new car, there is a manual. Why is it that? Because the, the, that manual tells you where everything is. And God has given us, has graciously given us the word of God. So that we can have everything we need. If we need, if we are feeling depressed, the word of God is there. If you are feeling, you know, sick, the word of God is there. If you are feeling lost, the word of God is there. That's how powerful the word of God is. And with the word of God, you can activate the power of God. What is the word of God? What's so special about the word of God? The word of God gives us assurance that God can do what He says He will do. You read in the Bible you read the word of God, you begin to find something very special. Each time God said, that says the Lord, we see it done. That says the Lord, we see it done. Whatever God says, he does. God is not like a man who should lie. You know, man lies a lot, but God cannot lie. Man can let you down, but God cannot let you down. That's why believing his word will activate the power of God in your life because you are not standing Standing on the word of man, you are standing on the Rema word of God. And when you stand on the word of God, you are standing on the power of God. Let me tell you how powerful a word can be. For example, I've got three kids in my house, and one of them will tell me, Daddy, can I have this for breakfast right now? And then if I say, yes, do it, they're going to run and go and have it. And then my second kids, my, my second daughter or my first daughter sees my youngest, uh, my youngest uh, son eating that breakfast that I told them already, don't touch it. They'll go there to say, oh, you are in trouble. Why did you take this? And my son will say with pride in his heart, with the happiness in his heart, my daddy told me so. Why? Because he believes the word that I said, you take it. Words of authority. Words of authority. Now, this is why I want to share with you. Because what Daddy God has said, uh, he is going to do it. Sometimes when you're running into difficulties, you have to look at those circumstances and say, My Daddy in heaven has said he's going to redeem me. My daddy in heaven, I said, is going to make a way. My daddy in heaven, I said, is going to meet me at the point of need. Where did you see that? I saw that in the word of God. And every word of God is the breath of God. And when you have the breath of God, you got life. The last point on how you can activate the power of the presence of God. Remember, we're talking about God's presence is all you need. It's 
is all I need. Where the presence of God is, not only there is life, there is confidence. You know, people are destroyed and distracted and dismantled by the enemy because they don't realize Yahweh, Hel Shaddai, He is with them. He is present. He, the Bible says He is, he is a friend who, stays, who sticks closer when you're going is getting tough. Here, number four. How can you activate the power of God? Uh, we, look at, we look at these two things that I like, praise and worship. Listen, praise and worship, first of all, praise isn't just singing a song because you're trying to boost your morale or you're trying to do something, you know, to make you feel good. No, 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 no. That is just singing. You can sing and sing and sing and you can, you know, you can feel good. But when it comes to praise and worship, you are praising or you are singing with a purpose. Now here, what is worship? Worship taps into the spirit of God. When you begin to worship, for example, hallelujah, you're going through a hard time and you begin to worship God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Feel, feel that sound and feel that vibe that comes in your nerves. That is the Holy Spirit. Worship taps into the praises of God. It taps into the Spirit of God and you begin to have life once again. You know, that's why they encourage people who are stressed or depressed when they begin to sing, their life changes. So worship taps into the Spirit of God while praise... When you begin to praise God, look, things are not going well, and you begin to praise God. I glorify you, God. I magnify you. Remember, you are not praising Him because things are not going well. You are praising Him for who He is. He is Yahweh. He is Adonai. He is Elohim. He is El Shaddai. You are enthroning Him, putting Him where He belongs. So what is praise? Praise is simply enthroning God in his position and authority and influence. When you begin to praise God for who he is, when you begin to praise God for what he is, guess what you're doing? You are enthroning God or putting God or placing God in the position where he belongs, the position of authority, the position of influence. And when you position God in your situation, in his position of authority and position of influence look at this his authority and power and the influence begins to influence who you are begins to influence the situation you are going through that's when things happens now note here you got to understand that uh, before you pray I always say this there's a checklist that you need to do this checklist will help you understand what prayer is all about. Prayer isn't just talking to God. Prayer isn't just saying and mumbling stuff to God. Prayer is connecting to the heart of God and tapping into the supernatural power of God. So with prayer, before you go into prayer, there's a checklist that you need to do. And here's my checklist. Check the spiritual condition of your heart. When you check the spiritual condition of your heart, you're looking for things that the enemy might try to sneak in. Things such as unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, hatred, selfishness. 
When you begin to look at all these things, you're going to understand that as I'm going into the presence of God, as I'm going to my Father in prayer, I want to make it clear here. I don't want anything that belongs to the enemy. Hatred belongs to the enemy. Jealousy belongs to the spirit of the evil one. you got to understand that. And the next thing I'm going to be checking out as I'm trying to enter into the presence of God is my motives and my attitude. You see, when you go to prayer, many people pray and they don't have their prayer answered. And we have this familiarity with God. We think we can just go there, say, yes, Lord, just give it to me. Yeah, by his grace, you will see some things happen. But you've got to understand your motives are very important. Your attitude in prayer is very important. Your motives, many of us, why we don't see things happen in our lives is that we want things just for ourselves. Give me, give me me so that I can look good so that the people can look at me oh look at me I've got this I've got this bigger ministry I've got this bigger you know uh, television ministry God doesn't care about that God what he cares about is for you and me to walk in the power of his might to walk in the power of his life so that whosoever we come in contact with they are able to experience the life that we have experienced the life of God Look at this, your faith or belief system can affect your prayer or desire to pray. You got to understand that. And uh, uh, the other key here is uh, humility in prayer. And when I talk about humility in prayer, I'm not talking about you just going, oh, poor me, this is what I did. No, no, no. Just be aware of the God that you are worshiping. Be aware of Yahweh in, the, in his praises. Look at uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. Let's just quickly read this uh, uh, beautiful parable. This is a very important parable. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves. This is Jesus now. This is Jesus. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves. That they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisees were standing and praying like this about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterous, or even like the ta this tax collector right here. I'm thankful I'm not like that. And then uh, the, the other one here, the other one, uh, uh, and then he continues to say, I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the one because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, we have used those last lines comparing to each other that I have to be humble before you, which is true, which should be the case, and we should be humble before each other. But you got to read in context this scripture. 
This scripture is talking about our humility before God. It's saying this, look at this, because everyone who exalts himself above what? Above God. Because if you look at these, the, 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 the Pharisees, he, ex, he exhorted himself above all that he was doing. And then the Bible says here, everyone who exhorts uh, himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. We got to have a different attitude as we go into prayer. Pray through the attitude and the character of the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, when you're going before the presence of the Father, you're going before the presence of God, having your mind, having your mind, check, check certain things. Don't be like an hypocrite. Don't do things to impress other people. I want to make sure my connection with God, which has been brought about by the grace of God, is intact as I go about doing my business. You got to understand something. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 23 to 24. In that day, you will not ask me anything. Truly, I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. You see, we activate the power of the presence of God in our lives when we ask in the name of Jesus. Now, praying in the name of Jesus isn't a formula. I'll be touching that in our next topic. Praying in the name of Jesus is not a formula. It's not a tradition. You got to understand this. Names in the Middle Eastern world had a purpose and had a meaning. It's not just like us who have these names uh, given to us because my father was a, he had a good friend who was named, uh, who was named Charles. So dad feels good and says, my, my son will be Charles. In the Middle Eastern culture, names defined the, the, the mission and the purpose of the family and also identified the person's lineage, where he came from. We'll be touching on that. But look at this. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we are just activating the power of God in us. What is in your heart, you got to understand, what is in your heart can affect your prayer life. Many people don't pray. In fact, statistics says that it is believed most Christians pray for less than 15 minutes a day. What can 15 minutes of prayer do? You know, when we moved to Ontario here, we began to look for a church where we can go and pray, uh, uh, maybe on Wednesday or Thursday. We were amazed with my wife. We couldn't find any. Uh, every prayer is every after one, every after one month. And I was like, wow, prayer is the engine of the very faith uh, that we have in God to keep going. So you got to understand that. But look at this. We don't pray because there's a lot of stuff in our hearts that have built up. It is said that uh, less than 12 or 19% of Christians even read their Bibles. Now, my question to you is, how do you expect to win your spiritual battle or to walk in the power of God or to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit if you don't read your Bible and if you don't pray? Because when we pray, we connect to God. When we, we read the Bible or the Word of God, we are standing on, on, on the Word of God. So you got to understand something here. Prayer connects you and me to God. And if we can't pray, 
then we got to find a problem. Where is the problem? 99.9% according to my observation is that we don't pray because of the struggles or the strife that has built up in within our lives. We are disappointed, we are mad, we've got hatred, we've got bitterness in our hearts. How can you go in the presence of God? How can you go to God and begin to worship Him? You already after some things that have blocked your flow with God. You got to understand this. Until you release what is in your heart. Until you release what is in your spirit. Until you release the things that the enemy has tried to corrupt your heart with. You cannot pray with fire. You cannot pray with power. You cannot pray with, uh, with the result. Many people pray, but very few see the result. Why? Because they are not connected to the heart of the Father. In closing here, and I'm going to be praying with you right now, and I will pray for you, for all those who are believing God to do a miracle in your life. We're going to pray with you today, believing God for His power to take over and for His presence to cover you and saturate you so that you can be all that God has called you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 verse 29 that for who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his good only someone even stronger is even stronger who could tie him up and then plunder his house. What is the meaning of this? The meaning of this is that you can't go into an enemy's camp and try and plunder or take what he has stolen if you don't have the power of God. If you don't know how to tie the enemy behind. How do you tie the enemy behind? We tie the enemy through the power of prayer. We tie the enemy through the power of faith. We tie the enemy through the power of standing on the word of God. If you don't read the word of of God if you don't pray and how do you expect to walk in the power of God I know there's this grace movement that has made a lot of people even weaker yes we are saved by the grace and God wants us to enjoy his grace but listen to this God doesn't want us to remain weak he wants to give us the power he has given us the ability to do what to walk in power I have written a book that I want you to get hold of it's a latest book it's called uh, discover Discovering the power of God in you. Discovering the power of God in you. This book, you can see it on the screen. It will change your life. It changed my life. The moment I discovered the power of God, I began to trust God more than ever before. Oh, my faith was not a crazy faith, but it was a simple childlike faith, trusting God, knowing my God has all the power in the world. My God has all the answers in the world and I stand on the power of God and you are there you are saying doc I feel weak I feel depressed I feel stressed I can't go on I just want to pray with you right now in the name of the authority and the power of the name of Jesus Christ we come against the power of the enemy that is demoralizing you and discouraging you we declare victory in Jesus' name. If you are sick right now, we command the healing power of God to saturate your home, to saturate your house in Jesus' name. We pray for the presence of God to increase upon your life as you activate the, the, the power of God through prayer and through studying the word of God.
I don't want to leave this broadcast without leading you uh, 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 to have a way of connecting with God. Look, you cannot activate the power that you don't have. Serving God and living with God or living for God is like having a bank account that you can go out to to withdraw your money. And today, I want you to give your life to the Lord. I want you to say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive my sins. Cleanse me. Give me a new beginning today. I trust in your word and I trust in your power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, that's the beginning of a beautiful journey. This is not a religious prayer. Now you've got to find a church, a church that is teaching the word of God, a church that loves Jesus Christ so that you can grow and you grow in your spiritual life. And as you begin to pray, you can't learn how to pray if you don't be with brothers and sisters that loves to pray. I, I am so happy and excited uh, uh, you joined me on this program. Write to me, life at kazumbachows.com. I want to hear from you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord watch over you. And I proclaim a blessing of Yahweh upon your life. Be blessed forevermore and more. Amen. You have been watching Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. My prayer and hope for you today is that you have grasped everything that you can from the speakers that have poured into your life today. I want to promote Dr. Kazumba Charles' new book. It's called Discovering the Power of God in You. He is an amazing man with an amazing spiritual insight into the power of God. I pray that you pick up this book and that it impacts your life. Thank you for watching.